Welcome to Business Talk Sister Talk. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode is How Does Drop Shipping Work? I'm going to be asking Becca some questions about just that. So, Becca, um, to start with here, tell us a little bit about what kind of businesses would benefit from utilizing drop shipping. Yeah, so let's let's get to really what drop shipping is entirely. Drop shipping is about a physical product, offering a physical po- product that can be bought through you and shipped directly to your customer from the supplier without you having to ever touch the product physically. So businesses that could benefit if they're looking to potentially diversify, if you're already working with products um, and you're looking to expand the inventory that maybe you offer on your website, that's a great place to potentially look and and see if that could be a, a good fit. Other places, if you're already selling on like a third-party uh website service such as like Amazon or Etsy or whatever drop shipping additional products may potentially be something um, but Etsy is like kind of hit and miss depending on what it is it's really if you if you deep dive into print on demand which we're going to do an episode about Da-da. next week <laughs> so definitely stick around for that that could potentially be a good fit um, so I guess that's where I would start with that Dropshipping is not for everybody and it can get pretty complicated if you don't know anything about it. Um, so we're going to get into a couple different aspects of that. Yeah. So explain to us kind of what dropshipping, how it works. I know you kind of said that it's for people who have product, but um, what would, how would that actually work then? Would they not have to house inventory? Yeah. So, okay. When we're talking about drop shipping, there's two ways that people go about it. And it really depends on their circumstances. The first way is that they know exactly what they want to sell to add to their inventory. So they're finding a supplier that sells that product. They look and a lot of suppliers and sometimes manufacturers will do this too. So it really depends on what your specific product is. So let's just say you want to go with... um, a pocket watch or a watch in general mm-hmm. you want to sell that and you would go out and find which suppliers you can purchase that from just like any retail business would if you owned like a little mom and pop shop where can you buy those to sell to your customers right and as you're looking for those things um, a lot of times a supplier if they're not directly the manufacturer the supplier is actually working with manufacturers to get like a huge inventory and they'll have like big um like catalogs or like um excel spreadsheets with like vin numbers or or whatever i don't remember the exact name upc codes potentially um of products that they offer and you can say okay this is what i want to buy and you can match it up with your inventory system so um that's one way you can go about it if you know the specific product you already want to get the second way you can go about it is maybe by deciding what type of products you want to sell um, by looking at what the suppliers already have. So finding suppliers and looking through their inventory to see, hey, maybe I want to sell this. Hmm. So kind of first is need-based 
like what you need to sell and the second one is kind of more convenience based like if you like working with a specific vendor then you would try to sell their products more you mean yeah and and what's really interesting i've been watching this a little bit is that there's way more of these independent supplier companies that are really hitting the ground right now trying to say to retail companies oh you should buy your unique gifts from us we work with all of these handmade people whatever they're basically trying to be the go-between for maybe people that used to sell on etsy to consumers but they're like i'd rather do bulk orders mm-hmm. um so i've been seeing a lot of of movement in that especially for like targeted ads a lot of a lot of new companies are cropping up trying to get out there um so that's been really interesting to see that aspect Mm. so is this something that you would use in partnership with a brick and mortar store or would you only use drop shipping if you have an online presence yeah so drop shipping originally started because people wanted to um not get have all that inventory Mm -hmm. so most of the people are not retail um they're actually people that want to sit at home and like function an entire business from their home and do everything on the internet um now with that being said, there originally was quite a few people that were very successful with drop shipping, and it's because they also had a good knowledge of sales and marketing. And then they started producing all of these tutorial videos that you had to pay for. Mm-hmm. And that kind of was like this. It, it was the first get-rich-quick scheme that kind of came out after Amazon, right and a ton of people that are like already into the internet or whatever wanted to wanted to try this out and and the thing about any kind of business is that it's gonna go really poorly if you're doing it as a get rich quick scheme (laughs) because you're not you have to actually put in the time and effort to make it successful so let's talk a little bit about how do you decide what you're going to sell right and and or where you're going to sell because I think that where is really important um, to understanding like the products and all of that right so there's a lot of different places that people drop ship through so Amazon Etsy Shopify their own website like a WordPress or a Wix and then Walmart actually just rolled out their own um, drop shipping uh, option as well so that's why I've actually bought some stuff on Walmart and then it's gotten shipped to me and I'm like okay, I need to manage a return. And they're like, oh, well, you have to have to talk to this person because they really sold you the product. Which is a horrible experience. That's happened to me before. And it's not, the return process after the fact is not a good time. Yeah, so (laughs) they've been beta testing Mm -hmm. um, because they want to compete more with Amazon. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, dropshipping got really popular with Amazon. um, And that's also where a lot of people got burned because there's a lot of things that you can do to other sellers on Amazon to make their products not sell. Like what? Like bad reviews or reporting their products as fraudulent, like a ton of different things that people are sneaky and do to each other when they're trying to compete for the same thing. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's that, there's just a lot of other rules that Amazon also has. So if you're not up to date on the rules that Amazon's setting out for sellers, you can really get yourself, um, nailed on some different aspects so it's important to like keep up with whatever platform that you choose um the time investment is also a big part of choosing the platform now when i was talking about people who build their own website um that can be a good long-term strategy to not be in or dependent on the whims and changes of amazon or 
Walmart. But but the big thing with that is that you also have to like be pretty tech savvy to know how to actually get exposure for your website. And how would you for payment processing Amazon? Obviously, you pay through Amazon, but on your own WordPress site, how do you? Uh, manage payment processing well a lot of uh that has to do with e-commerce in general and shopify also is another one that um has pretty one-stop shop payment processing everything's pretty easily set up it's also a higher cost overall in terms of operations so um wordpress has a lot of different plugin integrations for e-commerce and then those usually connect up with something like a paypal or stripe or um different i think even venmo now and mm. and i i am realizing too that i completely missed um a new way that also people are selling a lot which we kind of talked about in the past and touched on as we watched shopify partner with facebook is that facebook is now you can sell directly from there mm. um i haven't looked into a lot of people that have done drop shipping on facebook but um it's definitely something that's out there um so when when we're talking about choosing where you're going to sell the flexibility and control is a big piece of that so um the flexibility to get stuff out there is really easy with amazon um and shopify but the the there's a big difference in control of those platforms right because shopify everything you do is yours and you also have to do the work to market yourself whereas with amazon it's a little bit easier to market yourself because there's already that trust factor built with the consumer knowing if they buy from amazon it's going to be um something if they have a return issue whatever they can trust that mm. um but but there's limited control with amazon versus an independent website that you have so um if a customer has a, a negative experience and they try to contact you amazon has really limited your ability to um, email the customer or talk with them and resolve whatever product issue they're having did you say your ability user ability oh <laughs> i was like what does that mean <laughs> um okay you had mentioned one thing that i wanted to ask about okay so sh for shopify that's not like the same kind of thing that Amazon has where it's its own platform. Is Shopify a plugin that you put in a website? No, Shopify is its own website. Hmm. Like you just, it's like Wix. Okay. Um, but probably way more advanced than Wix. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there's, th that's a really big um, place that people are using right now because of its uh, usability for somebody who doesn't know a ton about websites you can get a lot of products up really quickly so it's basically like a website platform that you can build on yeah okay. yeah so specific to their niche is e-commerce gotcha yeah and then um one thing i did forget to mention about suppliers who do work with um, drop shipping pretty regularly um they a lot of times will supply you the product images especially if you're working with a place like Amazon or you're trying to make your your website look really professional, you want those backgroundless images of the products mm -hmm. and um, they'll supply you all those things. You just need to like upload them and make sure all the tagging is done correctly. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the big difference too in deciding where you're going to sell is um, the price per transaction or even your overall operating costs. Because as you start doing more to get exposure or whatever, you might want to invest in advertising or um, Amazon and Etsy, they charge, or even Walmart, they'll charge a transaction fee. And I believe Etsy charges 20 cents a listing just to have it even out there. Mm. So understanding where your target market is, is really important before choosing the platform you're going to use. Because if you don't know what kind of product you're going to sell, 
uh, you don't even want to pick a platform, right? So research is super important. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, when when you're talking about how to how to research dropshipping, now there's a ton of tools that are out there, but you should always always do a deep dive in all of these different areas of if you find somebody talking about a specific thing um you're you're really going to want to google it or watch videos on it there's a lot of free content already out there but that's the reason um that a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth from drop shipping is that they'll maybe buy like a educational program from somebody and then um, be like, okay, I'm going to try this out. And maybe they just don't stick with it or whatever. And they're like, oh, nobody makes money at this. And I'm not going to say that everybody makes money because that's not true. Um, but the people who are relatively more successful than others are people that have a good handle on their product, their target market, and they're understanding how to keyword and know how to work in technology pretty well. So what I'm hearing is uh, I should decide to just buy a whole bunch of different courses and then I should just... That is the opposite <laughs> of what you're hearing. I'll learn about SEO, I'll learn about Shopify, and I should just keep buying them until I find one that works. No, not at all. Not at all. And there's a ton of free information out there and that's why I think it's really good to get a good handle on things that um, are encompassing all of these different areas first just I mean you don't have to be a search engine optimization expert but knowing what goes into it is going to help you understand what decision is going to be best for you so you you should always research the volume and numbers of um, like a, a product that you're looking at um, we have a free resource tool on our tools and tips page of our website that is to the jungle jungle scout um sales volume estimator um, that I really like because it's completely free you can put like the seller number rank or whatever of the product and see kind of what the relative monthly movement is we've actually found in the people that we've talked to that do a lot of sales with Amazon um, they've confirmed for us that uh, that tool is pretty accurate um, there's other tools out there but I, I would be very wary of choosing one unless you've heard from people that have used it that they think that the numbers really do tr ring true to what's actually going on within the market. Yeah, and just a plug for our website, it's businesstalksistergawk.com. So, and then you can find the tools and tips page there to access Jungle Scout, or you could just Google it, but also you could go to our website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's also like a paid version of Jungle Scout, but that's like for the Chrome extension, and you don't really need that. Um, unless you're doing like a ton of it and it's a time savings and then it's like, okay, maybe this is actually something, but, um, for what you're looking at just in like creeping on other people's products, you're probably not going to need it right away. But looking at how dependent you want to be on other third parties is, is good, but pay attention to the costs and when to diversify because, um, maybe potentially you start with Amazon, but one wrong move with Amazon or one misconnection or a couple bad reviews and it could really tank a lot of stuff or even if a lot of other people are starting to sell the exact same product as you. Okay, so you mentioned th other third parties here. So are you talking just the platform that you're selling through or explain to me what third parties would be involved with drop shipping? Yeah, so Amazon, Etsy, Walmart are all a third party because they're their own service that they're marketing themselves and everything and you're just like a seller within 
they're hundreds of sellers. Oh, eBay would be another one. Sorry, I haven't even mentioned them. Um, but if you're saying, I'm going to do everything myself and I'm going to build my own brand, then maybe a website would be a better option for you. However, if you're not willing to put the time and effort in to actually making that a really great customer experience that they can truly trust, um, it's going to be hard to get people to actually convert on your website to buy from you because we all know there's tons of websites out there that you could buy from, but if there's no trust factors of, yep, then my payment's going to be secure. Yep, this is not some random person in a different country just taking my money. Um, it's going to be really hard to get past that. So really make sure, and even getting on the search results for that product mm -hmm. is going to be a difficult thing unless you're really working at it. So talk to me more about diversification here. When you had kind of mentioned that a little bit when you first mentioned um, the third parties there. Um, diversifying in products, you mean? Yes. So as you start working with a product, maybe you have one product that you found sells really well and you know kind of where your niche is, like these people really like your stuff. We talked about watches, for example. Maybe you start with... Um, like a sports watch that's waterproof but then you start saying you know actually I could really move into watches for um, professional wear um, that maybe could be somewhere you move or if you're saying I'm doing really well in sports I really that's something that I enjoy looking into what other things can I look at selling either from the current supplier that I have or from other suppliers that would be within my niche that I could expand um, where I'm at so if it's a waterproof watch and you know you're really selling well with people look at the reviews that people are giving you too about the products that they've purchased um, because there's keywords in there that you can utilize in your listing as well as maybe even to expand into what other people might be willing to buy so um, if you're seeing that people are using it to time themselves while swimming what other things could you sell within the swimming category um, does that look like maybe potentially selling goggles or thinking about how those things can match in a bundle, perhaps. And I think one thing to note that's really important about diversification is like you really have to start niche before you branch out into diversifying because that's going to guide what your diversification should look like. Yeah. So also another thing to note about diversification is that there's some aspects that we will do a lot of diversification in when we talk about uh, print on demand in the next episode. So definitely stick around for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, I also wanted to ask you about keeping an eye on the stock market and what that looks for those third party vendors. So tell me about that. Yeah. So what I, what I really think is important about um, drop shipping, especially is that um, there is a lot of beta testing that goes on with big names and and usually they start talking about those like relationships when it has to do with the stock market like oh Shopify and Facebook are getting it together and we had talked about that like right at the beginning of COVID-19 and we were like oh definitely watch that because that's going to be some kind of spinoff and we saw that to be true because Facebook was like hey you can automatically merge and connect your Shopify to Facebook for advertising or you can sell directly through Facebook. And we knew they were going to try to do something where they were going to make more money, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
right? And so now you can sell directly through Facebook where they only charge you like a 5% fee versus Amazon, which is around 15%, right? But Amazon's also looking at like helping you with shipping and all that kind of stuff where Facebook is not there yet. They might do that in the future. So a couple things that I notice about what's happening in the stock market is that if Walmart is like trying to compete against Amazon and it's like, oh, we're going to really start investing in um, our online presence at the beginning, especially when Amazon merch just rolled out, whatever, that's more like the print on demand. Um, they were just welcoming anyone in. They're like, you want to start working with us? Go for it. And um, they really reward beta users, regardless of what it is. If Facebook or Amazon, Walmart, anybody starts rolling out a new tool, if you're one of the first beta testers, you usually get a lot more grace um, and encouragement to get into their program. And a lot of those new people usually get more success than the people that come after them because they're also trying to figure it out with you. So um, there's a there's an advantage for them to see, oh, you're having these problems. We're going to resolve that because it's going to make our product better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where, like, I think at the beginning, like people who were doing drop shipping were super successful because um, they were really encouraging it and supporting them through it. And now it's like, oh, everyone can get rich by doing this. And now it's like, <laughs> it's not true. There's no support for it. Um, you have to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. So. People who get on the ball at the beginning usually are financially rewarded for those things. Mm-hmm. We have so much more that we could cover on this topic. Uh, next week, we're going to be discussing print on demand, uh, which is on a similar vein as this. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, leave us a review on the platform that you listen to your podcast on. Uh, and now we are going to transition into the sister gawk portion, where I am going to tell a story about... Um, Something I like to call truck sledding. <laughs> so one time we, uh, I was with some friends and we went to this empty parking lot, which thankfully didn't have any light poles. That was a qualification <laughs> for the parking lot. Um, I'm glad you thought about that. Yeah. At least, because this entire experience sounds like a emergency room trip (laughs) so basically we had two ropes and we tied it to the hitch of a truck and um, we had our sleds and then they're just little saucer sleds and you would sit on the sleds and then the truck would just drift around and stuff it was so fun um but our a police it wasn't a police officer a security guard came and was like we were all just okay i guess our fun's over we only been here for like 15 minutes whatever i guess we're done and he comes up and he goes, I'm not going to lie. This looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> we all just like, whoo, okay, he's a cool security guard. And then he said um, that if we had any injuries at all, that we had to go across the street and then call an ambulance. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I didn't see you. You didn't see me. Uh, leave in 30 minutes. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we just need to put a little liability disclaimer out there that um, Ruthie's not advocating that you should do this. <laughs> Truck sledding is something that you should probably not do. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us this week. We will see you next week.